me a beer and grab him a coat. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you are new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, get drunk, do drugs and reminisce about crazy old stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with a friend and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, comedian Alex Nicholas. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. Yeah? I'm just, uh, yeah. You got me coffee, so I'm feeling great. Yes. I got you coffee. Starbucks for the whole staff. Here we go. Dude, best podcast host ever bro <laughs> gotham production studios formerly known as gotham podcast studios uh so before we get too far into everything it's your first time on the show so for first time guests i always like to get to know the guests kind of talk about how you got came up in comedy what you've been up to but before we do that plug everything up front pot uh your podcast that you used to do or are you still doing it right yeah we took a break for a little bit just because we're all spread out but it's uh keep it basement uh yeah dude we record we record out of my homie sweeney's basement in raritan so uh i'm joined by uh the main host uh mike sweeney and comedian tom zapia uh real funny dude and uh yeah we talk about everything under the sun real good time man okay yeah dude beautiful we'll plug everything else your social media where people can find you this will come out in about 10 days 10 days okay so yeah you can follow me uh at at not alex nicholas on uh instagram twitter uh alex nicholas on uh facebook if you still use facebook for some weird reason i do that's yeah, how uh, i keep in touch with my family yeah exactly that's it this even is my it. twin sister is like i don't know instagram is just it's i don't know it's weird i like facebook and i'm like oh my god sheesh okay. yeah yeah i don't know i just use facebook to like ignore people <laughs> <laughs> like that's it dude so you do uh you are a comedian as i was saying uh you from Jersey originally? Yeah, yeah, Jersey, born and raised. Okay, uh, Plainfield. You, you still live in Jersey, right? Yeah, I moved to Jersey City, but uh, I moved there from uh, New Brunswick. Okay, so I started out in New Brunswick. Okay, so tell everybody how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, eight years. Yeah, um, yeah, man. So, I get some of these young bucks on here who are like twenty two. They're like, a year and a half, and uh, I'm like, oh my god. Oof. Yo, dude, it's so funny because when I say eight years, that's still considered brand new almost. Yeah, I mean like, it's it's. I mean I've I'm on. This year will be 13. Yeah. But I took dude. like a three and a half, almost four year break, you know, between drugs and alcohol and jail and rehab and stuff. So, yeah, yeah that, that'll sit you down for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but I, I like some, like I had uh, Isaac Gartenberg on and he was like, yeah, so you, you started in 2018. I go, no, I started in 2009 <laughs> and then took a break from like 13 or took a break from like 12 to 13 or 14 and then from like 16 to 18. He goes, yeah, so that doesn't count. I go, it fucking counts. Yeah, yeah, dude. Nah, for sure. Like, I think we always count from the moment we touched the mic. Uh, that's what I said. Yo, yeah. And then just no matter what you did, that's how long you were doing. I know. It. And I, I love Isaac and they run that awesome uh, village, village Idiot show. But he was like, oh, no, I just counted from when i like started really doing shows and i was like you don't count it from like 
the first open mic and he was like no and i was like that's crazy to me because it's like the second i got drunk and went to an open mic and got on stage i was like i'm a comedian i literally have a bit about changing all my social media handles after my second open mic to brennan t comedy oh bro yeah oh she like all of it do you remember do you remember the pro you changed the profile picture oh yeah (laughs) me holding the microphone you have to it's important dude it was so funny like i thought i was being cool and then i noticed all the new ads I was getting from comics, we all had the same backdrop. Yeah. From the same club. From the like, same club. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God, it's hilarious. And then um, what was the other big thing? Oh, this is because in 2009, 10 is when, you know, Facebook was the only thing. Exactly. So yeah. you would change your works at to stand up comedian. Uh, I I didn't go that far. Thank oh, God. Yeah. Dude, it took me it took me a little bit before I was like, yeah, I think I could say I'm a comic now. But like I said it way too early. Way too. Yeah, bro. And I was, I'm, it, it's public record my first dui the officer asked me what my occupation was and i had only done a few open mics and i said comedian oh hell yeah but that that might get you out of something well yeah, he, yeah that's what i mean yeah, you i would throw that out there i too. talk about it all the time still because it was so funny but in the police report public record in palm beach county the report literally it says uh subject said occupation was comedian comma he was actually pretty funny and i was like boom that's oh, it shit. man that's it <laughs> Yo, dude, that's the best thing you could get. That's Fuck YouTube thing. comments. I've got a police report saying I'm funny, so you guys can all kiss my pathetic Oh, yeah. I'm going to still arrest you, but you're hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly bro. what happened. Jesus Christ. So you said you came up, you started in New Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. I started what? in New Brunswick, uh, Stress Factory Comedy Club. Okay, so you started at a club. What were Now, this is interesting to me because in Jacksonville – where I really so I started in South Florida, yeah. But then when I really hit the ground running was when I when I got up to Jacksonville. Like I I I've done comedy in scenes from South Florida to Daytona to Oklahoma City. But when I finally settled and kind of got sober and got out of rehab and really hit the ground running with comedy, that was Jacksonville. Okay. And in Jacksonville, the club at the time was like completely disconnected from the local scene. Like in order to get on the stage at the club, they didn't do open mics. Like you had to take their comedy class and pass it and then you could do basically like i think it was like bringer shows i'm not 100 percent sure because i never did it gotcha but i've had a few quite a few comedians on who say that they got their start in their local scene but it was at the club yeah so in new brunswick with the stress factory were they very encouraging of the local scene or how did that work they were uh so it was they did an open mic every wednesday okay paid five bucks to get up that was like my first like year or so of comedy was paying that five, learning like how to do three minutes. Yeah. Um, I met a lot of like dudes that are like we're still close to this day. Uh uh shout out comedian Gordon Baker Bone. Gordon Baker Bone was actually hosting the open mic when I first got up. Yeah. And like we've been boys ever since. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I got my start that way, hanging around, uh, you start to, you know, know the bartender, gets another manager, yeah, the booker. They see your face after a while. Um, and I'd say probably about a year in, the manager at the time, Mark McCoy, he saw me walking down the street and they had a Sunday show, but it was uh, with talent, the, the comic talent. Oh, okay. He had a Sunday show and he just like shot his hand. He's like, you want to stay time? And I'm like, yeah. for what? He was like, don't worry about it. Let's just walk yeah, in there. Yeah, let's go. And it was on some like, because that, that could like, talent's got some dope comics and his crowd's dope. But 
if you're not funny within like that first minute, it's some like straight up Julius Caesar, let him live, let him die. Moment. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, I heard there's a show in uh, Brooklyn like that. I think it's Derek Gaines has a show out there. I, oh yeah, I, Old Man Hustle. Is that it? I uh, might. I don't want to speak out of school because I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I heard they have it from a great like, show and their show a second is... or third party. But they, it was basically like if you get up there, if you can't get it within the first like 60 seconds to 90 seconds, like they'll. Get your ass right Yeah, on. dudes start folding their arms, looking at you. Yeah. So I just remember he was like, hey, here it is. And I was like, okay. And I went, and thank God it went all right. And then that's when they started having me host. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I was like hosting for like another two years and feature. And yeah, and so blah, did blah, you, blah. were you coming into the city to do spots as well, like open mics I was, and stuff, or did you wait until you I was dipping my spots? toe in. I was dipping my toe in. Uh an older comic that actually came out of stress, uh, Julian McCullough. Okay. Julian actually used to bartend there. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, Julian, like, used to go to Rutgers, was doing stress, working there, I think, a little bit, too. Um, and he was headlining, and I was hosting. And then I remember he told me, I was, like, two years in, and he was like, hey, how long have you been doing it? I told him. He's like, how long do you have? And I was like, 10 minutes. He goes, don't go to the city yet. Stay out here for, like, another year or two. He's like, and then go. Because he goes, you're going to get shows if you go out, but you're going to fizzle out quick. Yeah. And that was like the best advice he could have ever awesome. gave me. Yeah. Because like those two more like developmental years, definitely, when I would go out in the shows, it was just you're a random kid that's like sort of polished. So then dudes will give you another show. Yeah. And then dudes will give you another one. And then it snowballs rather than like going through the whole treacherous, like the open mic scene where it's like, if dudes don't know you, they don't even give a fuck. Like it's That's something that I have. I mean, I'm sure the listeners are tired of hearing me talk about it. But when I before I moved up here, it was the same kind of thing. I was like, because I had a division of moving to New York when I was with my ex-fiance. So, God, that was like when we first got together, probably a year into our relationship. I was like, I want to go to New York to do comedy. Yeah. So this is 2014. But I, you know, between relapsing and like not being able to stay focused and then there was also a part of me where I was like, I don't want to be the guy I used to be getting drunk all the time and then going up. Like I have more respect for stand up as an art form now. Mm -hmm. So I was like, before I move, let me like get some ducks in a row. Let me get like 45 minutes together, be polished. Exactly what you're talking about. But then I got up here and I had to go the open mic route because I didn't know anybody. No, for sure. And I realized, oh, once you get up here. And you're from like a scene, especially like me, like a thousand miles away. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, And man. it's so hard to go to open mics because if I don't – if I know one person, I can like talk to them and then other comics who know that one person will start talking to me. And it's like, oh, this guy is does comedy. Yeah, exactly. But if I show up to an open mic and nobody I know is there, I'm fucking dead in the water. Nobody listens. No one pays attention. Oh, like, dude, you'll like, get up there and then people just walk out. Yeah. Like, and the, just like wait for their turn. It's like, so bad. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a – Tough road. And I mean, I've only been here for a year and everyone says it takes a while. But exactly to your point, it was like when I do shows, when I have the opportunity to do shows now, sometimes this happened with uh, a show I did a couple weeks ago. But I got off stage and they were like, man, that was really good. And I was like, yeah, like yeah. what? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. I remember. I've had this five minutes polished for like three years. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope it's really good. Oh, my God. I, I remember I did like a uh, mic, like maybe like three years ago or something out here in the city. And then like I got off and then the host was like, yeah, the man with many jokes. And I was like, what? 
thought we were supposed to have jokes. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, nah. She was like, it was dope. Like, you just kept firing them off. Like, yeah, weird. that's the fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It's weird, man. Because, like, sometimes you'll go and they're just like bullshitting. And you're, it's like, I only go to open mics now when I have new stuff that I want to kind of like literally exactly. fresh in my head. And I'm like, yeah. well, I have to say it out loud to kind of find out where it's at. Mm hmm. And that's one of the only reasons I go to mics now. And I'm not booking shows constantly, which is my own fault because I'm too proud to ask. I'm very – I grew up as an athlete, so I'm very much like, oh, I'm good enough. If they want me, they'll ask me. But everyone's like, yeah, there's a million comics. You have to ask. You do. that. That's the one thing that I'm starting to just get over now Yeah, is – asking people for sure like because a lot of times out of sight out of mind like if i don't see someone for a couple weeks and they run a show they've already in that three-week time period they've already booked like three months of shows exactly yeah or like even when coming up in the club it's like you know you're brushing shoulders with dudes that are where you want to be yeah and then like if they like you like they'll be hey dude take my number blah 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 if you if you're ever in my city or blah 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 like hey hit me and did I'm you around. did you and have I a wooden yeah exactly I wouldn't just yeah. because i'm like i don't think he means it you yeah know what i mean i don't want to be that guy like hey i'm around are you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like oh i know exactly what, i've had <coughs> horrible experiences with that where Dude. friends of mine have opened for and i've told the story but just in summation a friend of mine opened for a very popular comic and he's like he's so cool like you guys would get along great and I accosted him outside of a bathroom and I was like, hey, man, uh, my buddy opened for you last week. He said we'd get along. Real-. And he was like, whoa, whoa. And it's like, dog, I just finished pissing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But because I, I and I don't do dumb shit like that anymore. But still in the back of my head, that's always like around like you already you tried it one time and you fucked it up. So don't ever try it again. Yeah. I've had weird. I've had weird, weird run ins where it's like that or you you have you. You have the person that got amnesia all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've had those. Yeah. Uh, I've had those run ins where it's just like, oh, yeah. Like, I'll come up, be like, hey, dude, how you been? And they're like, huh? What? And I'm like, bro, I got your number. Like, yeah. I always. I met you like not too long ago either, dog. As like, a safety right. blanket, I always do it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Jerry Maguire, but there's the scene where he's walking with Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character through like the ESPN thing in the lobby. And as he introduces him, he's like reads off his stats as he introduces him to people. So that's what I'll do. Like if I see a comic that's more well-known or tours all the time or meets a ton of people, I'll walk up and be like, hey, Brennan Tassif, Jacksonville Rain Dogs 2016. Like that's where we met. Or, you know, I'll like rattle off the show that we met him at. Same. Yeah, I'll do that. And it clicks. Yeah, I've done that, and it has not clicked. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 dude. The dudes would be like, huh, what? And I'm like, all right, bro. I did that with – we were just talking about Lamore before uh, we started recording, and I did that with him. I ran into him at the stand, and he was one of the only people I knew, and I had done a show at Rain Dogs uh, that he was on. Yeah. And I was like, Dan Lamore. And he was like, hey, man. I go, Brennan Tassif. I'm from Jacksonville. We did Rain Dogs together like two years ago. And everyone always remembers Rain Dogs because yeah. it's like it's it's its own thing. And he just kind of laughed and he was like, oh, yeah. But immediately that validation of like we were on a show together mm-hmm. clicks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. What's up, man? And then we've been really close friends ever since. And it's just one of those things where but sometimes, like you said, it doesn't click. And yeah. you're like, well, I'll just go fuck myself then, I guess. I Yo, guess that's what we're doing. Bro, I just point in another direction and follow my yeah. finger. <laughs> I just walk out immediately. I'm like, hey, hey, whatever, dude. (laughs) You uh, brought something up to me before we started recording, but it's something I wanted to talk about because we're talking about coming up in comedy and everything like that. Yeah. So you said your dad – when people ask you about your style, you had mentioned that your dad 
was a barber. So yeah. you kind of have that free flowing, like talking shit, almost kind of like style. Yeah, dude. It's like it, it's it's a it's a social experiment, bro. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm right. You know what I mean? But like you know, it's uh number one. It's all for the sake of being funny, but. Sometimes I, like, I lose sight of that. Yeah, people. I mean, me too. But like, yeah, I think in a barbershop, it's so opinionated, like yeah. opinion driven and devil's advocate driven that like somebody could be completely wrong, but it's hilarious for some reason. It is. Dude, and like my dad is super cool dude, but like that's definitely what got me like wanting to do stand up. Yeah. Like he'd be like cutting the dude's hair, not even looking up, talking shit. And he's like killing, everyone. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just rolling. killing, and I'm like looking around, like, yo, how do you do that? Like, yeah. Oh, so that's kind of that was your introduction to yeah, kind of that. Yeah, we we're from uh, a block called Sloan Boulevard in Plainfield. Shouts out Sloan Boulevard. Hell yeah! My mom would always be like, "You and your father are not funny." She was like, "You guys have a <laughs> you guys have a Sloan Boulevard sense of humor." And I'm oh, like, really? She'd say that because yeah, because I have a bunch of uncles that aren't my uncles that yeah. all grew up with my dad on that same block. And they just what be up, outside, huh? like, fucking just making each other die laugh, Like, the funniest, most obscure shit and, like, roasting each other. And my mom be like, that isn't funny. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is, dude. Your mom is very much like a lot of uh, kind of mainstreamish comics that I run into. Yeah. They're always like, dude, that's not funny. That's sad. Or, dude, that's not funny. That's dark. I'm like, no, it's funny. Like, dude, it's yeah. funny. It's like he has, like, some left field. Like, I remember I had an Uncle Ivan, like. He, like, smoked cigarettes heavy, and I was a kid, and he was, like, shooting a basketball with me for, like, five minutes. After five minutes, he's, like, completely drenched. <laughs> and then my dad just walks outside, looks at my Uncle Ivan, and is like, dude, it looks like somebody hit you in the face with a Vaseline snowball. <laughs> and, and everybody's rolling. My mom's just on the side, like, I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. genius, bro. Yeah, that's, like, God, that's quick, too. Vaseline, Vaseline snowball. snowball. <laughs> God. <laughs> So what was it like um, coming up? Because you're not – I mean, I've we've hung out a couple of times, but yeah. you and I aren't super close. So are you like a big party guy or do you like – because when I texted you about the show, you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm heading to the shore now. And I was like, all right, my man's getting after it. Yeah, yeah, but me and my girl, dude. Did you come up as like a big like uh, party guy in New Brunswick or were you kind of more laid back? Or? By proxy because I bartend also. Okay. So that's my that's my day gig. Yeah. At night, basically. But yeah, I do the same. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, by proxy, you're drinking, you're hanging out. Um, when did you get into bartending? <laughs> when I was 18. Oh, OK. So you've been doing it for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I started comedy at 19. Yeah. At 18 was uh was, yeah, like when it started. And it's funny. I wasn't even a huge drinker. Uh I started smoking weed late. I started smoking weed when I was 20. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So like, when you were in high school, you weren't like going nah, out partying or anything? I grew up skateboarding, so I was around the party Did you scene. really? Yeah, yeah. I grew up skating. I started skating when I was like in like the sixth grade. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So being around that crew of dudes, it's like so similar to comedy where it's like you could have started yesterday and you're chilling with dudes that have been skating for 10, 12 years. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck, that dude's good. And then there's guys that are sponsored. Oh, that's the dude that's been in the mag already or blah, blah, blah. It's that same sort of culture where it's like at your own pace sort of thing. But uh, I used to be in the van with like grown ass dudes, like going to skate spots, going to Philly, going to New York. Really? Smoking weed, drinking in the van. And like they knew I was underage and they'd just be like, nah. 
Oh, yeah, so they were looking out. They were looking out. Like, I would, like, ask for a beer. Like, and they'd be like, nah, not right now. Not right now. Like, You're like, good, nah, man. Nah. Yeah, once I hit 18, dudes were like, give me a beer. Yeah, too. because then they're not on the hook anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I wasn't smoking still at that point. Um, It wasn't until I turned, I think, 21. Okay. That like, so, were you still skating at... Because sixth grade, you're like, what, 11 or 12? Were you still yeah. skating at 18? Yeah. Like, I still skate from time to time. Like, uh, this is just like, yeah, that's just ingrained in me. Like, yeah. a lot of my, like, close friends, uh, you know, uh, shout out Chris Naracco, uh and Steve Leonardo. They both own NJ Skate Shop. Oh, really? Yeah. And Chris I is, did see that on your social media. I saw yeah. that you had, like, a bunch of stuff at skate shops. And yeah. Everything. And I was yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, dude. That's where I recorded my album, too. It was because... Uh, Oh, plug your album. Oh, yeah. It's called None of This Shit Works. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I write that on every joke book because I lose that many joke books. I'm like, if someone finds it, like, they think it's funny at least. But, like, uh, yeah, I'm waiting. uh, I'm waiting for that to come out. Um, When did you record that? I recorded it, like, months ago, to be honest. But uh, my sound engineer, he uh, went to Ecuador for a little bit. So he went missing. Uh, But he's back. So we're going to get all that together. Awesome. you got to yeah. let me know when that's about to come out. Oh, I got we'll you for sure, man. Show notes and everything. But, uh, yeah, skating is like, it's just me, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though I it's don't just do like, it as it's, much. It's like comedy in a lot of ways, too. Not only with the community, but because I used to uh, do, I used to inline uh, back in a long time ago. But it's a lot, skateboarding, inlining, any of those kind of like aggressive X Games kind of sports are interesting because it's individual. Yes. Like it's you by yourself, but mm-hmm. then there's also this community of people who are all willing to help and who are all trying to achieve the same goal. It's very similar to comedy in that Very way. similar, Because you get on stage and it's just you. There is no team. There's no coach. There's nobody telling you, hey, dude, did you write today? Yeah, because even you know like I mean? with like, MMA and UFC and all that, you still have trainers and coaches and all mm-hmm. these people like backing you up. With comedy, like skating, it was just like you either want to do it or you don't. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then obviously when I started doing stand up, stand up took more precedent over skating, but I'm still tapped in. Like, yeah. it's funny too. It's like seeing certain dudes that I grew up skating with that are now, you know, like riding for companies. That's and awesome. They're in the magazines and you're like, oh shit, like you made it happen. I love and seeing like, that. Yeah, me it's too, my, bro. Like, it's my favorite thing, especially. Because there are comics that were kind of just getting – not getting their start because there is no overnight success in comedy. You and I know this and a lot of the listeners know this. But when people get their quote-unquote big break, they're normally like five to ten years into stand-up when they yeah, get that. Yeah, man. And so it's been so much fun because I do have certain – negative aspects of jealousy when it comes to people who i don't think earned it the right way like that's I'll get normal mad, yeah yeah which i think normal. yeah and i've talked about this with a lot of different comics when i see someone who's been doing comedy for like a year and a half and blows up on tiktok i'm like are you out of your fucking mind like yeah but then there are people and a lot of times if they're not good they'll fizzle out and if they are good there was no reason for the jealousy in the first place but to watch comics who like when I first moved here, which has been under a year, but they were like just getting past at certain clubs when I moved here. They like just got a big thing. Yeah. And now to watch them just within a year, like starting to blow up, it's like I feel almost like a like I'm not a part of it, but a part of me feels like it's like watching a child grow. It's like this yo, is yeah, awesome. Dude, yo, bro, it's exactly that. Like seeing dudes and be like, dude, I remember this dude that had holes in his shoes. Yeah, like, and now nah, he's in a magazine. Nah, yeah, now nah, he's just fucking, he's rocking, he's rolling. Yeah, like, I think is yeah, to see 
the dudes that definitely are overdue for it get it to see the dudes that got it early it's uh it's more reassuring for me even if it doesn't happen for me because i know at least it's that more possible you know what i'm saying yeah like well and that's a big thing too it's it makes it real so like yeah katrina davis huge shout out to her uh we had her on the podcast she's started uh comedy in jacksonville and bounced like she you know she lives in la now um and she got her comedy central uh the online thing that the, the, and it was awesome and i was so proud of her but it was super cool because we were talking about it on the podcast cause she recorded it a few months ago and she was like i don't know when it's coming out there are things i've recorded for certain companies and then it just never gets put out yeah so i'll be like oh that's a credit and then it never comes out and i'm like well fuck and so we were talking about that and literally like two nights ago i'm just scrolling on social media and comedy central the official blue check comedy central site put up her her set and i was like you gotta be fucking like let's fucking go bro i love seeing that and it's so awesome because it's like this is a person who came up in the same scene that i did we knew all the same kind of people and then she moved to la and was just kept grinding with comedy and now like and it's a it's a big deal and so it's so cool to see because it's like oh it's we can all do this how many stories have we heard from people where it's like yeah, I was hanging out with so-and-so and they liked me. So they were like, hey, do you want to open for me? Then I was on their podcast. Now all of a sudden I'm headlining. And it's like, oh, that's... Shit happens like organically, man. Like yeah. if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. Like fucking right. And I trust that shit. Fuck, like, Oh, dude, me too. If I pop at 70, dope. I tell people, <laughs> like, I joke with people all the time in my family because a lot of them are, I mean, not they're all like professionals. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, what's your plan B? What's your plan B? And I go, if you have a plan B, you don't have a plan A. So we're just going to ride this till the wheels fall off. That's my thing, dude. As long as, and especially because you and I both work in the service industry. So it's like, we can swap shifts or we can request off or like if we got shows coming up, we can maneuver. Exactly. And my job is very aware of how seriously I take comedy. I obviously moved across the country for it. Same. So like yeah. if I ever have to call and be like, hey, I got a spot like it was last minute. They'll be like, all right, you're cut. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, we'll figure yeah. it out. And which is so difficult to find. Bro, that when I took the interview at my job, that was the first thing on my mouth. I was like. I'm a working comic, dude. Like so, just so you know. Yeah, so I would rather like I would like my schedule to be like Friday nights. I can do because that's rent day. Yeah, I can make my bread Friday, uh, and let me get a lunch shift, and I'll do brunches on the weekend. Yeah, that way I could still make bread. I could still be out by five, and I'm only sacrificing one night out of the week. And then if I have to be somewhere for like a weekend or something, then I can just get coverage. Yeah. And it's just way easier. And they've been super cool about the shit, man. Like, yeah, it was interesting because I uh, did an interview for a different job because uh, it was one of those things where they're they're open for breakfast and lunch and I work nights, Mm -hmm. but I only work like four nights a week. And a lot of times I'll get called out one of those. So it ends up being three nights a week, but it's enough. It's a nicer restaurant. So it's enough to make all my bills and then some. So. It's interesting because I did this interview and they were like, oh, well, you know, this is like a lifestyle, not a job kind of a thing, which I would love to work for if I wasn't up here for comedy. Got you. But I was like, I that's not like but they really liked me. So they, I ended up interviewing like three of the people like the higher ups. Yeah. And the first question they would all ask is, well, how committed are you? And I was like, if that's the first question you got to ask. And I know you guys are all talking to each other. So you're all just asking me to hear it out of my mouth. It's like, then I don't know if this is going to work. Exactly. Yeah. Comedy is, that's it. Like, 
that's it bro yeah i'd rather take the harder out like to yeah. do what i ultimately want to do dude like a hundred percent i'd be dog tired most of the time but i'm getting shit done you yeah know that was me I mean? today i woke up too early and then i'm off today but we had the podcast and yeah. i was like i have to get out of bed and go right exactly like, i have to and i got up and i was tired and i didn't want to do it and i write a lot when i walk mm-hmm. so i'll go to like the med or the natural history museum or something just like walk around and like look at people and observe and then i'll be like oh that reminds me of this oh yeah and so that's what i did all morning and then i was like all right cool and now we're here doing the show and i'm like all right i'm good now but when that alarm goes off at 8 a.m i'm like fuck you yeah bro i know i know the feeling man so you go from skateboarding into comedy Mm -hmm. and you start comedy at 19 you said 19 yeah okay and you're bartending at night you're Mm -hmm. starting to do comedy so what when did you start like getting into the did you ever like fully get involved in that bartender lifestyle of like going out and drinking or I did. at that point was comedy still super important? Uh no, it was. You know what's funny is like I was I feel like I've always juggled a bunch of shit at yeah. the same time. So I totally get that. So the one thing that gets sacrificed is sleep. Yeah. Usually. So like uh yeah, all the bartenders around town know each other anyway. And some of those dudes would come on the weekends to stress. So then they would like see me there on a whim sometimes. And then every time I would go in or something, they'd be like, oh, shit. Yo, dude, come take a shot. Out for then, then you go to another spot. Same dude. Oh, dude. Hey, shot. Yeah. Like, so that was my introduction for sure was jumping around, getting to know all the bartenders. And was this at 19, like 20 years old? 19. Yeah, dude. Like I was older comics were bringing me to. A bar right down the street from the club. Uh, I won't say what it was, but uh, they bring me in, and I was like drinking beer. Like I was a regular at nineteen, twenty already, and I remember my twenty first. My mom blew my spot up. Really? My mom pulled up on me to take a shot at me on my twenty first, and the bartender already knew me, so she's like, hey, "I want to buy my son a shot for his birthday." She's like, "Oh, this dude, what?" I know your son is great. He's like, how old's he turning? She's like 21. He oh. was like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> he was so pissed for yeah, a second. Yeah, because that's like a sacred kind of code. Like, you're yeah. going to come in and I know you and yeah. you're going to order a drink. I assume you're not going to put me in a position where I could get arrested. No, yeah, yeah. So, But he was like, after five minutes, he was like, you know what? He's never been a problem. He's never been yeah. fucked up here. He's like, he has his couple beers and a shot and he leaves. So, like, I, was, I always had a good reputation being like the young dude that was – just cool. chilling. Yeah. Um, once I had 21 was when like heavier drinking came into play for sure. Okay. Like, and not that it got out of hand, but like, you know, you have those moments where, you know, puke for the first time. Yeah. Then, you know, you'll Do you remember the first time you puked? I do. It was, uh, I got the spins from smoking. Okay. I didn't know so, that smoking and drinking was a delicate line. Cigarettes or weed? Weed. Okay. So yeah, what happened? Yeah. How old are you? 21, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah. I started smoking. No. I was 20. It was before my 21st. Okay. I started smoking weed at 20, and I didn't know that you couldn't like, do both. Well, you can do both, but you got to know yourself. It's a delicate balance. Very delicate. And this was before I knew dark liquor doesn't work for me either. Okay. So- uh Definitely shots of Hennessy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out I'm not black enough for Hennessy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, don't have stomach for it. And I remember we did that. We smoked a blunt. I you had dry- the barbershop lifestyle, but not the Hennessy. Bro, that's, you know, it's funny. That's a line too far. <laughs> I promise you, the barbershop my dad was cutting at in New Brunswick at the time was right across the street from where I was bartending. 
Oh, really? And we knew the younger bartender, I mean, the younger barbers that would stay later than my dad. So, like, my dad would dip ready, and then, like, I'd, like, get off of work around, like, 11 or so, and then just go across the street and kick it. And oh, for real? with those dudes. Damn, that's yeah, cool shit. Man. And they knew my pops. So, yeah. it was like, oh, word, little Dame, take a shot. Like, so I was doing that. And I remember I got home, and it was that first moment where I got to put a foot on the floor. Wait, when did you smoke, though? So you were drinking, <laughs> you were at the bar drinking. At the bar drinking, went across the street to the barbershop. Okay. Drank with those dudes. And then some of those dudes smoke, too. Okay, so then you smoke there. So you're smoking. And then one of the younger barbers was like, bro, I'll bring you home. Okay. Yeah, Took bet. Let's go. Yeah. I'm feeling all right. Like, everything's good. Everything's copacetic. I lay down, and it was like my first moment of, like, the spins where you close your eyes and it feels like somebody you're on a roll yeah. this to you and, and it's I'm, terrifying the first time it happens because you don't know why it's happening bro i thought i i thought i was gonna die <laughs> yeah yeah i thought i was gonna die bro like and i just remember i put a foot on the floor like all right i'm not still moving. there yeah floor still there mind you i'm in a two-bedroom apartment me and my brother share a room and my mom is in the next room and my little sister at the time was like Nah, she was like four, maybe. Okay. And then I remember having to go there and try to quietly fucking projectile vomit, which is like- You didn't go outside? You decided to do it in the house? I had to. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I had to. And Well, that's a that's an instinct thing. Like when your brain's like, oh, we're going to throw up, you immediately run to the, the bathroom. The mouth starts watering. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, bro. You get the mouth sweats. I call it the mouth yeah, sweats. Yeah, bro. And this was like on a Thursday, too. <laughs> And my mom's a teacher, so, like, she had to oh, be no. up early. Bro, I just remember I puked. And this has got to be, like, 1 in the morning because you left the bar at 11. At 11. This was, like, no, I puked at, like, I woke up at, like, 2 or 3. Okay. Maybe 2 or 3. And I just remember throwing up. And then I was, like, sitting on the floor, like, next to the toilet. And I remember I was, like, all right, all right, think I'm good. Puked again. All right, I'm going to just sit here for a little bit longer. Close my eyes. Open them. And like looked at my phone on the floor and it was like 6 a.m. Oh, my God. And my mom wakes up in like 15 minutes. And I just look at the toilet covered in puke. God. <laughs> and I was like trying to hurry up. And Did she catch you? Uh, no. She came home after work and was like, I heard you puking all night. Like, What'd what happened to you? Like, And I was like, uh, I was just drinking after work. She was like, yeah, you're just drinking after work. She was like, the bathroom smells like weed too. Oh, I was really? like, Damn. I was like, yeah, you got me, dude. Party's yeah, over, you guys. got me, yeah. And then she was like, by the way, dick, it just lifts the seat and it's just puke under the Oh, like, man. I was like, oh, God. And that was my introduction. To, okay. That's when you learn, like, maybe I should. You got to figure out your balance, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Did you ever figure out your balance? Kind of. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's like riding a bike. Even though you know how to ride it, you're still going to crash. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. When did you get into uh, heavier drugs? Because you sent me a story that I'm very interested in. Yeah, so I'm like a mellow dude. Like, the only other drug I've ever done was acid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I've never gotten into pills, never did coke, Um, but acid. So that's the only – because you sent me that story, and I was like, (laughs) oh, so you're like a party guy. But that's – Yeah, no, no, no. That literally is the story because that's the only other thing you've done. That's the only thing I've done, but I've also realized that I'm good at taking acid. Okay. So, yeah, like there there was a slew of acid stories after that. But like (laughs) – but uh, yeah, it was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Are you an Eagles fan? No. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my boy was just like, we got a party like Philly. We're like – 
what's the most Philly shit we could think of? And my homie Reggie's like acid on a Sunday night before work on a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So we did it. And at the time, I was going through like a crazy breakup too. Oh, really? Um, was this the ex from the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, so this ex, yeah, sm- smart girl, uh, sweet girl. You know, just like the like cocaine too much. Yeah. And uh, that was when I had a young dude moment, too, where I was like, hey, man, you you can't uh, can't out fuck cocaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, sure. You're just like, it's not you're not better than it. You know what I mean? Like if it's between you and coke, it's you're, coke. Yeah. You're going, dog. So, yeah. So I was dealing with that. So I was like already on some like, I don't care. Yeah, I'll do some acid. Had, have you done acid at this point? At that point, no. Okay. No, but I was a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, so I've heard great things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I remember I took it and super smooth. I okay. had a good time. I See, remember. I don't mean to interrupt, but that's something that always terrifies me about psychedelics is people mm-hmm. are always like, you have to be mushrooms, acid, all that kind of stuff. You have to be in a good headspace. And I live. In a horrific headspace. Yeah, I wasn't in a good headspace. Well, and that's what you were saying. You said, yeah, you said you're going through the breakup. You got a lot on your mind. So I think that would be a deterrent to take it. But you were just like, nah, fuck it. Let's go. I think I was so pissed already at what I was going through that I was like, you know, let's pour gasoline on top of it. I don't care. And And it ended up being a smooth trip. Yeah, it made me way more in touch with myself where I was like, you know what? I'm actually like way like I looked at that situation after coming down off it like. Oh, that's really not that big of a deal, actually. Yeah. Like, like I got very introspective. Um, and it wasn't trippy, like, how people describe it. Like, people the weren't... The trails and the colors People weren't stuff. mixing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people weren't melting or anything. I did notice that my peripheral was, like, way wider yeah, for some reason. Yeah, does that. I have terrible vision, too. And oh, I noticed, Yeah, I'm very nearsighted. And I noticed that I could see and read shit from afar. I was like, oh, this is working. Like, then I remember I went to smoke a cigarette... I remember I lit it, took a puff, and I remember I started thinking about, like, the breakup. Yeah. Basically, like, oh, man, what went wrong? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Cocaine went wrong. Yeah. I went to go take another (laughs) hit of the cigarette. It's burnt all the way down to the butt. Oh, so you were thinking about this for- And it was an American spirit. It felt like five seconds, but I must have been standing there- Contemplating the breakup. 12 minutes yeah, yeah bro like because if you're smoking a cigarette it takes about four to five minutes to smoke it and, and it's an american like spirit too and those are packed yeah so it was like burnt all the way and i remember like was looking i was like what the hell and i remember i could drink a lot um and i talk about it on stage it's very true i came to a realization that missy elliott is the most wholesome woman in all of hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> i remember thinking about that and coming inside like Who's more wholesome than Missy? Everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, Missy all the way, man. It's Missy. It's just tracksuits and hits. <laughs> every, <laughs> every single Please time. Please tell me that's the tag. Yeah. No, no, no. I tell I was like, she's wholesome where I tell the crowd, I'm like, bro, try to picture her naked. You can't. I was like, you can't. I was like, even if she took the tracksuit off, there's just another tracksuit <laughs> under the tracksuit. Like, yeah. But it was a good time, man. And after that, I remember I started microdosing. Okay. Like actually just in going out. So that was a good that's a good time story. It was a good okay. time. It was it was a good time. I never you just you just put acid trip after Philly won the Super Bowl and I was like, this could go a hundred yeah. different ways. No, I never had a bad experience with acid. The only bad experience I did have was one time I was on Easton Avenue in New Brunswick and I'm walking downtown and I'm uh I get a call from stress and they're like, Hey, uh 
can you do like 10 minutes up front on the show? And I'm already tripping. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I get there and it's a state trooper benefit. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. So you can't even joke about being on acid. Oh, I did. And <laughs> that's how I opened Fuck up. Yeah. I looked. I was like, wait, how many of y'all cops? And like bunch of hands went up and I was like. Yeah, I picked the wrong day to start microdosing. And they, Did they laugh. It. Okay. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I got PBA cards. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird because I. But I was panicking, dude. Yeah, like, oh, like, I, that's why I told the truth. I don't know why, dude. I panicked and told the truth. Yeah. And I was like, this is the worst I'm case the same scenario. Way. <laughs> I, like, I looked, I was like, this is my biggest fear, dude. I was like, I'm on drugs in a room full of cops. This is my nightmare. Yeah. This is my nightmare. Yeah. And I was like, now nah, I got to be funny. Like, hey, this dude's just sitting there, like, dying. He's just like, no, you're good. You're good. That's awesome. I've had a, the experience doing different benefits and fundraisers and stuff, especially for like sobriety, like AA groups or like just different things like that, where I'll go to do, and I love doing those rooms because they get most of my humor. Most of my stories are about like my like darkest shit yeah, and going through that. So they understand that. But every time the, like the person putting it on is always like, don't talk of, you know, you could trigger somebody. Don't talk about using, don't talk about drinking. And I'm always like, yeah, okay. And but then I the go truth. up there <clears throat> and I go up there and I, the way I always justified it is I was like, well, I'm not going to tell jokes about that stuff. I'll just tell you guys some stories about what happened to me. Yeah. Which it with, it's, it's all my material. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, well, and then if I get off stage and they get mad, I go, oh, I didn't like tell like jokes. Like I was just telling stories. Yeah. Dude, of, yeah. That happened to me. So it's not like that's, <laughs> you told me not to tell jokes about drinking. Yeah. I just told a story. Yeah. I'm just reading an autobiography. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm giving a TED talk that they think is funny. Hell yeah. But those kind of audiences, it's weird because they always try to put kid gloves on certain audiences where they're like, you can't do this or that. Cause I have a lot of friends who have done cop shows, like yeah. benefits or fundraisers or whatever. Yeah. And there's always some like, executive assistant who's like you can't say this don't say that don't do this and then they're like all right whatever and then they go up and just do their thing and the cops love it nah i was so surprised at like how open-minded they were yeah just because my experience with police is always weird do you have a lot of experience with police or? yeah like i had like you know like i had my like learning moment where hey dude uh you know, pay those parking tickets because they definitely will suspend your license. Oh, shit. And, what happened with that? Uh, I got pulled over on a suspended, not knowing that those tickets turned into a warrant. Oh, yeah. And I remember uh, they were like, yeah, we got to, you know, take you to the station. So I'm like laughing. I'm like, where? And he's like, yeah, you got to get out the car. And I was like, what? He's oh, like, you thought he was like fucking with you. Yeah. And as soon as I got out the car, I knew it was real when he said, is there anything in your pockets that could stick me? I went, bro. Are you for real? We're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember they, uh, yeah, they took me in. Um, my boy Quentin was with me, and I remember uh, they gave my phone to Quentin. Quentin called my dad. Well, did they let Quentin take the car? No, nah, they left it because Quentin's from uh, so so Q's from France, so he he didn't have a uh, light, okay. he didn't have a license yet. It was like, it. it was another server at the place I was bartending at. Yeah, and I was dropping him off home. And I got arrested doing a good deed. <laughs> I was so pissed. And I just remember, yeah, I got arrested. And then they put me in a cell with a dude that didn't pay his child support. And then this dude is just telling me, like, yo, don't have kids, man. If you do, make sure you pay that shit. You won't end up like me. And I'm like, I am you. I'm like, I'm I, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I didn't pay parking tickets. Yeah. And I'm sitting here. Like, so that was it. That. that was the first time I got arrested. And then. Okay. So yeah. that kind of. So you. 
your understanding of the cops wasn't from a good perspective. Yeah, it wasn't. They were cool. There was one dude like. So I've you had, go to do the state trooper benefit and you're like. Yeah, the state trooper benefit was great. Like, yeah. I was like, all right. And like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I hope this guy was at that show maybe. Like, <laughs> but no, they were just like, yeah, you got to go. Took my shoelaces and everything. I was like, guys, this ain't that big of a deal. I'm not going to kill myself over parking tickets. Yeah. And my dad at the time, thank God, was hooking up with this chick that was in town. And he just happened to be at her crib. Oh, really? So my dad was able to come and, like, bail me out. And he wasn't happy, obviously. Yeah. My mom, Def, wasn't happy. He's like, my son, I didn't think my son would ever get arrested. I'm like, yo, it's not like I got arrested with bricks, dude. Yeah. I just didn't pay a parking ticket. Like, like it's, it's not that serious. Like, Speaking of not that serious, because I've been arrested eight times, and I've, it's well documented on the show, but it's um the thing that makes me the most frustrated about all of it is every time I got arrested, whatever it was for, the times, so I've been arrested, I've been put in handcuffs eight times, I've been booked six times, and mm. I've spent actual significant, longer than overnight, in jail three times. Okay. So <clears throat> a lot, of, three of them were just overnighters, and then three of them were, you know, a couple weeks, a week, and then one was a few months. Damn, you seasoned it. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> every time I would, because, you know, we're comics, so yeah. we placate to the audience, like, not always, but you know, you want people to, I, in my, I can only speak for me, but I want people to like me. Yeah. So I would always try to talk, you know, not only the other inmates, but I would talk to the guards and some of the other cops and stuff. And every time I would explain to the officer, like why I was in there. Cause in my head, I'm still just like, well, I'm not a criminal. Like it was bad timing or I'm not a criminal. It was just, you know, this or that. Yeah. And they're like, how many times have you been arrested? I'm like, eight. They go, you're a criminal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're a fucking criminal. But. They would Holy always shit. say the same thing. They'd always go, oh, well, if I was the arresting officer, I probably would have just let you go. And I'm like, where the fuck are all these cool cops yeah, when yeah. I'm getting arrested? Like, <laughs> where, where you are now? Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Where are all you? So it's the same kind of thing. Like you're getting pulled over and you're like, yeah, it's parking tickets. And he's like, no, step out. And you're like, yeah. are we really fucking doing this right now? Bro, the second time I got arrested, I was arrested as a passenger. Yeah, that's fucking professional. Yeah. God damn it. Let's yeah, talk about it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you did. Yeah, it was so uh, with the ex. Uh, she is uh, she she's definitely drunk and high, but she's able to uh, you know operate a vehicle because you know cocaine is put you on autopilot. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, what happened? Where are you guys at? Like, how, are you guys still dating at the time? Are you? Yeah, fighting? we're still we're still we're still dating at the time. Uh, Did you guys live together? No, I was just. It was one of those situations where you just always over your girl's house. Yeah, her mom's cool as shit. So she doesn't care. Like, oh, she was living at home? She was living at home. Doing coke, living at home? Tip, bro, listen. Bro. <laughs> bro, listen. It was it was it was it was a lot. Like <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot. It's like it was almost like 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 I felt like uh like like Thomas Edison's wife. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like just like, dude, still, still with this? Like, hey, like wake up at six and she's just like talking about some dude like that. We should start a business. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh I remember it was me. We had my mom's car. We were actually going. I had a show that night. Okay. Did the show. And she, is she like drinking and partying and stuff at this point or is this? She is. Okay. She's driving. Because uh, at that point, I left my license at my mom's or something. I didn't have it on me. So Was, was this like, before or after you got arrested for the suspended license? You said this after. This is after. I got. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you got all the license stuff taken care of. License shit's taken care of. I just don't physically have it. Okay. 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 So I'm like. And you're I, like, I'm not running that risk. No, anymore. I'm not running that risk. Hey, yeah. But we had my mom's car. So I'm like, cool. No problem. She has her license. Cool. 
So she's driving. It's me and her cousins in the back. Right. And her cousins from like uh, cousins from the UK. Uh-huh. She's also originally from the UK. All right. So I remember something happened where she spilled. a, She spilled like it was either a beer or a milkshake. I can't remember what it was, but she spilled it in her that's lap. Legally, that's an incredibly important distinction. Yeah. No, there, there's definitely an open beer in there. Okay. For sure. Oh, so there is. Okay. So it's not like you just can't remember what she spilled, but there's both in she the car. She spilled something on herself, swerved. Cop behind us saw her swerve. Lights her up. Pulled us over, right? And not only does one car pull up, two cars pull up. Mm-hmm. Then the guy's like shining the light. Then he sees an open Miller can. So he's like, hey, what's going on? You guys been drinking? And we're like, uh, yeah, but we only had like a couple beers. <laughs> we're like, this is from the... Like the six pack is from where we just left from. Oh, where you got? Where you guys come from? Uh, he's a comic. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Blah blah. Oh, it says his car is registered. To, and he says my mom's name. And I'm like, yeah, it's my mother. This is my girlfriend. She's driving. Blah blah. Okay. So then they're like, yeah, can she step out the car? So I'm like, fuck. Like, next thing I know, they have her doing the field sobriety. Test. Yeah. And she's in heels. Oh, and like yeah, 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 yeah exactly like like the the the, the cocaine uniform yeah. hot girl cocaine uniform doing a feel sobriety heels, test. Sh- short heels. skirt yeah and crop just, top just like yeah doing this touching her nose and i'm looking at it happen and i'm like yo it looked like she about to fail i think oh fuck what are we gonna do uh and then i remember they had her wallet and i went oh shit she has cocaine yeah. in the wallet i can all yeah i'm pretty sure it's there but she's a veteran. She knows where to hide that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not her first tour. Bro, that I will give her that. I'll give her that. She's a vet. So they could they didn't find it, thank God. Then they gave her a wallet back, have her sit in the car, and they go, uh, hey dude, do you have your ID on you? And I'm like, why? No, that's why she's driving. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, uh, you know, just uh they're like uh they're like, you know, uh, I forget what they said, what bullshit reason. Not and wearing your seatbelt or something? I felt like – now, it wasn't that I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. They went some like, oh, well, if this is your mother's car, we just want to confirm that you are you. Okay. And I'm like, well, me and my mother don't have the same last name anyway, but I can call her. Blah, blah. like, nah, it'd just be easier. And I'm like, I don't have my ID on me. So and they're like, oh, just give us your social. So I'm like, all right, cool. Give them the social. They come back. Yeah, dude, keep step out the car. What? And I'm like, what? Not yeah, again. Yeah, again, right? <laughs> so, dude. So like, did and, were you free? Were you like, why? What the fuck? Why? Your first experience when they ran your name was, was for t- was for a parking ticket. Yeah, right? that you ended up getting a warrant for. So yeah, were you right. like, what the fuck so is got going warrant, on? Right. So I got that, and I remember when I had that taken care of. I had a guy that was a regular at my job, and he was a lawyer. Yeah. So he got me the whole traffic. Like he got the thing taken care yeah, of. Yeah, the school I didn't get and points on and all that. Yeah. I didn't get points on my license. However, there was a uh, what do they give you those fucking uh, that you have to pay every year? The it's registration? Like, or no, you not the registration. It's like a penalty fee, basically. I forget what it is. Oh, like the SR or FR? Something or where I had to pay two hundred fifty dollars, like uh, for the next three years because that happened. Yeah, that. So in, in Florida, it's like a. In Florida, we have it for like if you get too many speeding tickets or yeah. you get a DUI or something. It's high. It's like a high level 
insurance thing. It's like SR44, SR44, financially responsible. Yeah. I thought I had. It's expensive as shit. It's like 250 bucks a month. Yeah. Nah, this one was like 250 for the, like for the year. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't pay that yet, but I I thought I had more time to pay. They were like, Hey, well, yeah, you didn't pay this. And now like it's turned into like a warrant again. Oh my God. I'm like, what? And they went, yeah. So, like, you know, you have anything in your pockets that could stick me? I'm like, not again. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I remember, my, mind you, she's back in the car. She's ready. She's she fine. passed. Yeah, she's fine, bro. Yo, and I'm like getting arrested, dude. You yeah. gotta be kidding me. So she passes the field. So like, they're like, all right, have a nice day, man. Yo, yeah. So then I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. So now I'm cocaine in the wallet and everything, and somehow you're back in the car, and I'm like. All because you spilled some shit on yourself. And now you're getting arrested. So they let her come to the window of the cop car. And I'm like, fuck it. Call my mom. She's going to be pissed. But blah, blah, blah. Thank God. Her cousin from the UK had money. Something happened where I think like like they're, they're African. Yeah. They moved from Africa. to They're from Africa. They moved from Nigeria to the UK. I believe her cousin's mother, her aunt, I guess they sold property. And he's a musician. So he actually moved to New York okay. to start pursuing music. So he had a good deal of like, he had a little bit of bread from selling the property. And that's what was to hold him over to well, do his yeah, thing yeah. for a few years in New York. So yeah, he had the bread. Uh, but because like, it was like 500 bucks or something. To bail you out? To bail me out. And I had a debit card, but then they went they won't you cash it. only. Yep. So I'm like, fuck. And then they went, everything we and took. And the shitty thing about that is when they book you, if you have cash on you, they, they take that. They take that. They so take, you can't even use you your cash. Exactly. You have to find They didn't let me use my debit yeah, card. I was yeah. like, we already have this in our possession. We can't give her your debit card. Yeah. So then I was like, call my mom. And then like, you just hear this voice in the back. Don't worry, brother. I've got you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And then they went to the, they went. I was sitting chained up to like a fucking bench yeah. for like two hours. And then they had to go to an ATM. They fucking, This is after you've already been booked and everything? Booked. They okay. found ATM, came back, bailed me out. Everything's like copacetic. Did and you then, end up going to court for it? No, they paid like it they basically just made me pay the fee. Oh, okay. And whatever the warrant fee was, yeah. which is whatever whatever like a hundred bucks, yeah. Yeah. And then but yeah, chained up to a fucking bench. Mind you, the dude's like, "Oh, well, you, you do comedy?" Like, and I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, dude." So I is this in the station? This is in the station. I'm yeah. chained, to, and I remember talking to him. I'm like, "Guys, like, can I not be handcuffed to a bench?" Oh, it's procedure. And I'm like, yeah. "What?" Mind you, there's like some crying like white lady that's like a bench over from me, and she's not handcuffed. And I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck is this?" Uh, like, "Oh, she ain't handcuffed." They're like, "Well, you know, different shit." I'm like, "Oh, is it?" Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what's different about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? I'm like, cool, whatever, man. And uh, yeah, that was a whole situation too, dude. Damn. So drunk and high, pass the sobriety test, she gets to drive off, and I get arrested just for sitting there. That's insanity. Wild. So the only – the reason I brought up the seatbelt thing is because when I got served on that warrant – so it's a third degree. A DUI is a third degree misdemeanor in the state of Florida. It's like the lowest thing it can be. Okay. Um, it, that's. Let me preface it by saying if you get caught just drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. So I, thank God, never got into an accident, never hit a 
like a thing. Yeah, basically, I never got into an accident. So that sums up pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, and because of that, all my DUIs were like really low level DUIs. So when they put out a warrant for that, just like your parking tickets, it's a bench warrant. They're not going to serve it. Like the, the SWAT team is not going to show up to your house. They're not going to monitor your social media. Exactly. They just know eventually you'll slip because everybody eventually slips and has to give their ID to a cop. Right. So fast forward, I go to rehab in 2013, get out about three or four months after I'm out of rehab, we're driving to an AA meeting and I'm not wearing my seatbelt only because everyone else in the truck is not wearing their seatbelt and I want to look cool because I'm one of the people like if I'm driving, I won't start the car till everyone's wearing their seatbelt. Yeah, exactly. But no one's wearing their seatbelt. So I want to look cool. So we're driving and this is in Neptune Beach, which is like a suburb of Jacksonville. There's no crime. So the cops are literally standing at this light that a lot of people run just pointing out of their car, just pointing at people, pull over, you pull over, you pull over. Sees all of us not wearing our seatbelt. So he points at the truck and says, pull over. Now, mind you, like six months prior to this, my mom had called me and said, hey, Brennan, I just got a letter from South Florida. I guess they sent it to every known residence you have, like, you mm-hmm. know, for moving and stuff in college. And she's like, there is a warrant out for your arrest. So I know I have a warrant. Oh, shit. Because I skipped out on my probation for my DUI. But it's uh, such a low-level misdemeanor that they're not looking for me. They just kind of sent out a letter and that was the end of it. Exactly. So the cop pulls us over. And he's like, license and registration to the driver. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting in the passenger seat. There's I know no way. I don't have a license or anything. And I know I don't have a license. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm a little nervous, but I'm like, I'm good. Then the cop asked for my ID. And I was like, why do you need my ID? And I have a bit about it now. But that's when I said, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Francis Scott <laughs> Key says, I don't got to show you shit. And he was like, actually, Florida statute, blah, blah, blah. If you're in the passenger seat, you have to wear a seatbelt. So I'm going to write you a ticket for not having a seatbelt on. I need your ID. And I was like, motherfucker. So I give him my ID. They come back, guns drawn, get out of the car, get out of the car, you know, get on your stuff. I'd been arrested like four times prior to this. So like, oh, they saw the rat. Yeah, they could, they pops right up. Oh, shit. All my priors and everything. So it's get out of the car, warrant for your arrest. And, but I just remember thinking as they're putting the the hooks on me, I'm like, all for a fucking seatbelt. Bro. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Bro, I could have been sitting in a semi-circle. <laughs> and like for you, it's like I could have been. All because of over a spilt milkshake, you went to jail again. Yo. Luckily, you were able to get bailed out. Yeah, mind mind you, the the, the real criminal got away. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, what? Yeah, that, that blew my mind, bro. Yeah. I wanted to um, ask you about this other story because we talked about you throwing up a little earlier. I didn't yeah. want to overload with throwing up. No, no, no. So no problem. To... No problem. But you told you sent me a story on the train. So was this in the city or was this back home in Jersey? Oh, bro. This is uh, <laughs> this is coming back from the city, going back to New Brunswick because my girl still lives in New Brunswick. Okay. This is this happened maybe a year ago. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. how long ago did this happen? This happened maybe a year ago. So Because you're still, you're like 26 right now, right? Uh, 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you haven't been drinking that long. I mean, you didn't start really drinking until like 1920. So yeah. you've only been doing it a little while. Exactly. So, so what happened? Like what, take us through it. What happened that night? My girlfriend's a tank and, uh, <laughs> same situation. She smokes and drinks. Different girlfriend though. Different girlfriend. Yeah. This one's good. It's my current girlfriend. My current girlfriend's great. Yeah. Um, uh, and I remember we were drinking, we were day drinking. In the city? No, in New Brunswick. Okay. And I had just uh, scratched that. We weren't going to the city. We were going back to my place in Jersey City. Okay. okay. I had just moved like up to Jersey City. 
So we were day drinking in New Brunswick. And I remember I might have took like two, three shots, had a beer. Then we had like White Claws for the train. So I remember we like yeah, white claws pounded a White Claw, right? And then we're smoking a J before we get on the train. Boom. Everything's fine. Everything's good. I guess, you know how the trains have the seats you could face one way yeah. and you could face the other way? Yeah, because we had a storage unit in Jersey. So I, I've taken that trip out to Jersey quite a few times. Bro, I, I, I took the seat sitting backwards. So we're like moving backwards. Yeah. How I'm sitting. And bro, like that, yeah, that centrifugal force got me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, yo, I remember, yo, it was so bad. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm feeling it. And then I'm like, oh, dude, this isn't happening to me right now. So you start getting the mouth sweats again? Mouth sweats, right? Sitting there, sitting there. So then conductor comes by. This is when you still had to wear masks on the train, too. So you got to puke. You got a mask over your fucking face. So you're already starting to feel like, Oh, uh, this is bad. It's I'm, just that warm air circulating warm back. Air. And you're you're like, feeling uh, more sick. Yeah. So then I go to conductor. I'm like, hey, uh, is there a bathroom on the train? And he goes, oh, bathrooms are shut down right now because of COVID. Were you they like, went, I'm going to fucking vomit on nah, the train? Nah, so I went, all right, whatever. Right? So I remember we had we had a to-go food like, like, and it was in a bag. So I'm looking at her. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I got like my head in my hands. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to throw up. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm about to puke, right? So then I remember I'm sitting there. I'm like, I think it's passed. I think it's passed. Okay, okay. Then I'm like, threw the fucking food out the bag, right? Puked in the bag, oh, right? Oh, no. It's a, it's a biblical amount of puke. Like, 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 bro, bro, bro. Like, it's like, I remember it was getting to the time, and I had to like tie the bag. Is it a plastic bag? Plastic bag, okay, right? Good. Tie God. the bag, boom. Those then, paper bags, that would not have been good for the puke. Boom. More's coming. Oh, no. I'm like, fuck. Plastic bags are already done. Yeah. Now I'm looking around, looking around, and I just look at my own backpack. And I'm like, fuck it. And I, mean, I just took the, I'm, the shoes I'm wearing right now were in my bag. Okay. And I was like, just take the J's out the bag. Yeah, you got to. Threw up in a brand new backpack. And oh. I remember the conductor looking at me and he was like, oh, dude, no, nah, and this is full circle. He goes, yo, if you told me you're going to be sick, I could have opened it. And I went, <laughs> yo. I was like, what, dude? I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And it was a Herschel bag too, so I was like, I can't even. What'd you do with the bag? Yeah, I threw that shit away. That's an expensive yeah, bag, though. But then it was fucked up too, because mind you, we smoked, we drank, but I'm still high. So I remember we got off like the at the train station. We got off at North Penn, and I remember I had did you the, wait? Did you carry this bag the whole time? Like, well, on no, the train? it's it's in the seat. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. I have it right. Two so bags of puke. Two bags of puke. So I put the plastic bag in a Russian doll bag of puke. All right. So it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in there. And then I remember I'm like stoned and I get off the train and my girl's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah. And then I threw the bag like in the garbage. And then like as we're walking away, I'm like, how suspicious did that just look? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I just put a whole backpack in a train station bag. I was like, oh, shit. They might think this is a bomb. Which like. I'm Did like, you like run out of the station? No, nah, I was like, let's just get on the path. But then like I started giggling to myself. I'm like, what if there's a cop that's like, we got to check, see if it's a pop. <laughs> just opens it up. And it's not one, but two bags of puke. <laughs> like, I'd be like, bro, that'd be amazing. <laughs> bro. <laughs> not one, but two bags of puke. What two. the fuck? Yeah, yeah, bro. And yeah, that, that was... 
yeah, I hate it. Like, I wish I wasn't a puker. Yeah, because like, that's the <laughs> second time that's happened now. Yeah, I puke. Just in the stories that you've told. Yeah, I puke, like, low-key, like, when I get home, like, an adult sometimes. Like, I just, I don't know, sense of stomach maybe, but, like. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, so I, because I've got horrific anxiety, so I started throwing up, like, young. Because I didn't start drinking until I was, like, 18, 19. But I started throwing up at a very young age because of my anxiety. Like, it would make yeah. my stomach hurt so bad I would throw up. So I just got, I say that to say I got so used to throwing up that now, if my stomach even remotely feels queasy, I'll be like, I'm going to go vomit. I'm out. Like, nah. an, like an adult. Like I'm like, I, I don't, I'd much rather throw up now and go through that for 30 seconds to a minute yeah. than sit with a stomach ache for eight hours. I've only, you know, what's funny is I've only, I have like a timer in my head where like just that inner voice, like, hey, it's going to happen, bro. Yeah. Like hurry up and get your affairs in order. Yeah. Cause get it's out of here. Very rarely. Actually, I had the, I, like very rarely do I have to like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. Like yeah. a lot of times. Because I, I think it's needless throwing. Like for me, it's needless. Like I'm throwing it because I don't want to feel sick anymore. Yeah. But my body's like, we don't have to do – like we don't have to do the emergency evac. But I'm like, nah, I'm going to get it out. Yeah. I wish I could. Like to me, it's just – So one, you've got that timer. that's like, ding, just, here we go. Yeah. You have no choice. Yeah. I wish I could be like, you know, up near the bathroom. Let's puke right now. Get over <laughs> with. I don't have that. It's yeah. just like – Hey, bro, now. Sometimes I'll get back from the gym. If I take like too much pre-workout, I'm like, I'm just going to get this out because like I do not feel good. Yeah, I got to stare at a toilet so long. Really? Like if I have to wait for it, I got to stare at a toilet for a minute. Like, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, it's always usually just instant. Like, so do you? Does that happen to you often? The because you don't drink that much that often. Nah, I mean, I, I drink a fair deal. I mean, like, like not like, yeah, definitely not to a point where it's a problem, but like. You know, it's just I think uh, the environment. Yeah, you drink at a show. Yeah, that's you drink true. after like I'll get off of work sometimes. That's true. Like, I guess it's just because you have that very cool, like calm demeanor. Yeah, it's just always around and like yeah, I don't. But you like, don't. Get, I don't like, get crazy. I don't so. get fucked up. And yeah, get that's nuts. why. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of comics I hang out with who still drink, like you can tell instantly when they've been drinking because oh, it's a they switch. Get, yeah, it's a they switch. get loud. Yeah, nah, me like I'll think shit's funny. Like I might be a little looser and just more talkative, but never to where somebody's like, we got to get this dude out. Of yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I said earlier, like ten seconds ago, I said I, when I hang out with comics. Let me rephrase that. When I hang out with anybody. Yeah. There's a lot of people, especially in our industry, where it's like not comedically, but in the service industry, mm-hmm. where like I'll invite people to come out to a show and they'll get there, they'll have two drinks, and it's like you're not the same person I work with. Like yeah, now man. you're being loud and you're like being a dick. Like this kind is not of, yeah, <laughs> tapping someone they don't know in the chest. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, like, yeah dude, you don't know this. Not, dude. Well, I had uh, like some friends come out. Uh, it was a couple. God, it was a few months ago now to a show that I did. And one of the guys was just like fucking hammered and like yelling out and stuff. And I was like, bro, like this is not what we talked about. Like yeah. do not do this. Holy fuck. And they're like, oh, this is so much fun. And I'm like, I'm never inviting you I'm not ever anywhere fun. again. Yeah, same thing. When I have bar regulars that come in, they're like, dude, i got to come to a show. I'm like, I've seen you in action. Yeah, you're not coming. I'll let you know, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Um, so we're at the hour. Plug everything one more time. Let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, at not Alex Nicholas on instagram twitter um yeah i got my first album coming out soon uh called none of this shit works (laughs) (laughs) yeah hopefully yeah hopefully you guys uh don't agree with the title but uh yeah i got that coming um 
just doing shows uh jersey uh, do you have a website or anywhere like, where people no nah, no website i yeah, i should get a link tree i should i should try <laughs> to do that. that yeah but yeah. so everyone just go to um at not alex nicholas yep n-o-t-a-l-e-x-n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s so they can find out what you're doing yeah dude i post shows uh on my story and on you know the feed for um, sure and yeah man dude well, thank you so much for coming out bro thank you for it. having this me fun mad fun dude yeah. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, no upcoming dates. That June 29th show, probably going to get scrubbed. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif, and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>